I think having a sense of purpose is, is crucial, um, particularly in sports. I mean, you have, as an athlete, you have a platform and you could reach a lot of people and do a lot of good things. So I think to have, you know, a game is just a game or, you know, whether it's a job, it's, you have a nine to five job, it's just a job, but there's a lot more to it. If you make, if, and you think about bringing more to the table, you can help people. And that's, that's what life's all about. Welcome to Through the Tunnel, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by former Major League Baseball All-Star Sean Green. We discuss with Sean how playing with purpose can often help athletes reach peak performance, and we ask him about his experience playing for the Israeli national team. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. One great example of playing with purpose for some people is representing their country, and you got an opportunity to represent Israel. Talk about how that fed into your purpose of sort of expressing your Jewish faith, your heritage, and was there a purpose associated with that? Yeah, I mean, I've never been to Israel, but I did did play for it. Um, so yeah, I, for me, uh, there's not a lot of Jewish athletes, Jewish baseball players. And um, when I was playing, you know, I became sort of the kind of the one that the, the Jewish fans look to as, you know, a Jewish athlete, a leader and all that. And I embraced it because I, you know, I, I was proud to be Jewish and I was proud to be in that position where there aren't very many of us. There's a lot of Jewish actors, a lot of Jewish producers, and a lot more Jewish owners of teams than there yeah. are Jewish players, right? Right. So to be in that position, um, you know, I felt like I, you know, every city I went to, I was welcomed and I had a whole kind of, uh, you know, Jewish crowd. They'd say something to me in Hebrew. I didn't know what they were saying. And I just kind of like, yeah, same to you. <laughs> but, you know, I, I still, I appreciated it. And yeah, of course. I was proud. And, and to be able to play for Team Israel as a kind of a player coach and have all these Jewish players, it meant a lot to everyone to, to be amongst their, their teammates who were experiencing the same things and were, you know, looked to in their communities and around the country as uh, Jewish leaders. Yeah. And, and you, you actually set out some games, didn't you? Over, over your career because I of Jewish holidays and so on. Yeah, forth. yeah. For Yom Kippur, there was, you know, Sandy Koufax at the, he's at the bar and uh, he is someone I got to know as a Dodger. He was, he'd be around in spring training. We'd go to dinner and, and he's just a total, you know, Jewish expression. He's a mensch, you know, just a classy guy and, yes. you know, the kind of guy you want your daughter to, to marry, right? And, you know, his whole thing was like, look, you got to do what, you know, what, what you want to do. I, I did I did what I felt was right. And when, when it conflicts, I'd always look at the schedule when the season started and say, okay, when's Yom Kippur? Because it's that, you know, sundown to sundown. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's late, usually late September, sometimes October. And um, it didn't conflict for a long time. And then all of a sudden in 2001, it did conflict. And, you know, I was trying, what am I going to do? We were playing the Giants and we were a couple games oh. back. And it was, you know, it was, right. it was a key, key series. And um, I decided to miss one game, play one game and miss one game. Cause it was, because my thing is I didn't grow up in a particularly religious household, but um, I also, you know, wanted, I was proud to be Jewish, but I, I felt like if I didn't show up for two games and I was, you know, hitting third on the lineup and a key part of the offense, then that wasn't really fair either. So I, I figured I wanted to, to show my, um, 
you know, my fans, Jewish fans, like, hey, you know, I respect the holidays, so I set up the one game. And, you know, that was after 9-11, so there wasn't much fanfare, you know, in the media there wasn't much attention. But then a few years later there was a lot of attention. I was kind of not, not really surprised. I was not really expecting it because of 2001, but all of a sudden they're on talk shows talking about just work, religion in the workplace and, you know, outside of sports and all that. It kind of triggered this whole thing. Um, but you know, for me, that's that's what I that's why I did it the way I did. Was there another game a few years later that you again had to make the same? Yeah, decision? so '04 I did the same thing, and then again uh, when I was with the Mets. So I mean, L.A. and New York, two big Jewish you know right. populations. Um, so it was there was a lot of focus on that, and and every time that was that's kind of what I did. I just said, I'm going to play a game and sit a game if it if it conflicts over two games. And how did the teammates respond to that? Yeah, they were great. Yeah, I mean, everyone was. Uh, you know, totally respectful, and there's a lot of guys that have you know strong faiths in um, you know in baseball, and I'm sure a lot of sports. So um, they definitely respected you know why I did that. Yeah, I was going to say there's there your, your the thought might be that there's some negative negative feedback because you're hurting the team by mm-hmm. not coming out. But as you were saying it, it, it made total sense that of course they're going to be supportive of you because that's just you know we're all at the end of the day we're, we're human beings, you're right? Together. Team, you, you yeah. respect the other, and mm-hmm. you want the best for them. And- what the best for you, and but yeah, it, it's uh, but that's good for you uh, for taking that stance and that uh, that position. On it. And I think that's really important for for everybody to really understand what's really important to them um, under the hood. When you peel the onion back, you know it's not just oh we're here to win games, here to win games. Right. It's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. And there's the thing called life, and you need to have balance in life, and what's really important to you, and what drives you. And sometimes that. The thing that drives you that uh, you may not be aware of at a conscious level, once you uncover that, can lead you to far greater success because exactly. you're doing it not just for yourself. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is you you want to win for your teammates, you want to win for the organization that's providing you the opportunity, yes. and you want to win for for the fans. And then you know everyone has their kind of side you know focus. So for me, it was being a Jewish athlete, but then I had teammates. You know, we had one point where. You know, if you really stretch it, you can say there's seven different languages on the bus. We had, you know, Japanese players. We had um, uh, Taiwanese player, Korean player, Spanish, French Canadian. I mean, we had. Wow. Yeah, we had, we had all English. I'll throw Hebrew because I know a few words. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, but I mean, we had a lot of different people, and so you know, if you have Eric Gagne, whose French was his first language, and he's Canadian, he has that whole world that's you know looking to him. Um, and you see a lot, a lot of that in places like the NBA or whatever. You have players coming from all over the world, and in their little communities, like it's they're playing for that whole community. Yeah, hundred percent. Did you feel like that, you, that that was not? I don't want to say pressure, but something that knowing you were representing Jewish people, that you carried that with you. It's kind of like if you grow up in a neighborhood and your and your parents say, you know, you're representing my family when you go out, so don't do anything, you know, bad <laughs> yeah. after midnight or whatever. Sure. Is it, is it sort of the same thing where you felt like you had you wanted to do better because you were representing um, people of the Jewish faith? Yeah, and it was important for me. So when when I left Toronto, Toronto has a, a great Jewish population. I got traded and kind of that's a whole long story, but. Um, I could kind of help dictate where I was going because I was a year away from free agency. So that enabled whoever was trading for me to sign a long-term deal. And it was important to me to go to a big place with a big Jewish community. Um, I was a little scared in New York because um, I figured going to play for the Yankees or, you know, particularly the Yankees, but the Mets too would be overwhelming going there 
with a big contract, all the pressure, and then being right. throwing the Jewish thing on top of it, um, that would have been tough. So that, I think there's a lot. I think LA was was the perfect fit for me because it's you know probably I think the second largest Jewish population in the country, and to come here and play wear the same uniform that Sandy Koufax wore and yeah. and special. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's special. So that was definitely a big factor for me. Yeah, there's a, a guy that I, I love, David Hawkins. Um, he wrote a book, Power Versus Force. And um, in, in his book, uh, he speaks to you know, like what is power and what is force. And force is really the will. Um, it's really just within our own personal being, uh, wanting to have success, wanting to have money, wanting to have fame, whatever. Uh, wanted to rise the corporate ladder in the business world and power is really coming at it from a much different place a much deeper level of meaning it has has meaning um, and when you when you come at it from that perspective the universe conspires with you to bring it about because it's just not about you um, it's about uh, your community it's about your family it's about um, some cause you have or society as a, as a whole uh, and so that's uh, that's it's a, it's a really cool concept. I completely believe in that, um, and it, it, it's uplifting, you know, to come at it from that perspective, and it can motivate you above and beyond. You know, when you get tired, when you, if you're doing it for a lot of other people, you're you know, it's going to move you. I think to want to do perform even better, represent even better. I love that you know, power force. But you know, I think too, what happens in sports, particularly, is. I think some guys accidentally fall into different movements. You know, I played with guys who, you know, uh, one guy didn't was against the war and just, you know, he he didn't stand for um, what you would call it the uh, it was he stood for the national anthem, but then he didn't stand for like the God bless America. Okay. And, and I'm not saying I you know right. have an opinion on it, but um, it became something that he really believed in that he was against the war and it it sort of took on a life of its own. And I think it happens a lot in sports where it's sort of, they have, they're attracted to a certain, you know, a movement or opinion or whatever, and they start to kind of stick their toe in the water, and then all of a sudden it becomes a big thing, and they dive into it. And I, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, but I, I think it's interesting um, how that happens sometimes. Yeah, and, th and I think, you saw it in the when the, play, the NBA was in the bubble because it happened. It was the summer of George mm -hmm. Floyd, and uh, how many of those mm -hmm. players really took off the cause of Black Lives Matter, and it became much more important for them to play basketball in a situation they really didn't want to be in. Because being in that bubble, from what they all said, was kind of a tough spot, tough way to live, what tough way to play, being away from their family for such a long time. But they felt the responsibility because they had the platform, as you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, mm -hmm. and so it's 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 yeah. interesting. Exactly. Exactly. And I think back, you know, kind of bring it back to, you know, your point is I think when there's a purpose behind it, then it's so much more power, powerful, right? To be able to do that. And it, it just takes on, like you said, that the universe conspires to, to help you if it's, you know, something that is, you know, a lot of people get behind. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. 
Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.